previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. This one, I haven't seen that people say it's appropriate for Thanksgiving chicken run animated. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I never it. really got into that. But, but I guess it's about... Because it's about turkeys, right? Yeah, it's about yeah. turkeys. Yeah. Well, chicken. Or chickens. But <laughs> hence the name. Right. <laughs> Way to fact check me there. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. We are here with Chuck and Roxy again. Say hello, guys. Hello, hey, guys. Now, due to popular belief, no, Roxy is not Courtney. That's been floating around there. Roxy, do you even know who Courtney is? Isn't she that stripper? <laughs> yes. <she is. laughs> Can I even well, say that? I think there's politically correct Hey-o. ways of saying that now. She's uh, a uh, professional exotic dancer bringing joy to people's lives. Okay. All right. Anyway, so, and that's all we have today for the Loyal Littles podcast. Because <laughs> uh, we're officially being shut down. <laughs> uh, we want to welcome all you littles. First things first, we cannot. Thank you more. What we're most grateful for, I think, is the reception we've had to the podcast. All you loyal listeners out there, as now I'm calling you, it's been amazing. And we've had so much fun. And I can't thank the two of you enough for helping me out and getting this whole thing off the ground. You're just tinies, but you are the loyalist of tinies, at least to me. (laughs) You're growing. My goal is by the end of this part, you're going to be loyal littles by the time this all ends. Because we know we're going to have a bunch of our other friends on here. But Chuck, you've stepped it up right from the get-go. I can't thank you enough. And Chuck, so much. I've forgotten twice now to please plug your podcast. You have another podcast you work hard on, and I just wanted everyone else out there to know about it. All right. Check this out. You can get this on uh, basically all of your streaming podcast platforms. It's called the Upset Special Podcast. It's a, a weekly football picks game. We go through the week's games throughout the season, including the playoffs, all the way up to the Super Bowl and pick mostly upsets that we think are going to hit, but also all the other games um, according to spread. So it's a fun game. It's a lot of banter back and forth. We have a good time. And yeah, check it out if, you, if you're a football fan and not even a gambler. It's just totally worth checking out. Yeah, you might hear my voice on there a few times. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a... I, I, full disclosure, I, I do it with Chuck. That's how this all started. We've been doing that podcast for a while now, and it is so much fun. One of our best reviews was, oh, two guys shooting the shit about football. Perfect, I'm in. So it, it's been fun, but I've been meaning to plug that for you, Chuck. That's your yeah, other venture. That's and my other gig. <laughs> that's your other gig. <laughs> and, uh, but actually, in all, in all seriousness, Chuck does also have a life outside of podcasting, and he actually is fortunate enough to be working at this time. So, you know, we are going to sub a, a lot of other friends in to help us out with this. And uh, But Chuck, seriously, can't thank you enough for helping us get this off the ground. Oh, this has been an honor. I mean, I, I feel like I'm so blessed, and, and the fact that people are actually listening to it is beyond what I thought was going to happen. So, uh, <laughs> well, so, we're new to yeah, this, so it's, it's, who knew? It's, who knew, right? Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get things started. First of all, John Cruteau, you are a freaking genius. The mailbag thing that dropped yesterday on Tony's Friday episode, Roxy, we need to get our own version of the Bethesda Bagel ad because that jingle was just, it was amazing. And oh, it was so fun. Th- the, the funny thing is about this whole surprise that Nigel has, and I know he's referenced in the back that it says on the paper act surprised but the other one that cracks me up is when he when tony always says uh nigel do we have a jingle and email next and it's like what have you ever not had a jingle and an email next or whatever (laughs) it just cracks me up so one of these days i just want nigel to go nope and see what tony says that would be amazing uh, yeah so anyway so another little homage to the pti show we want to actually start with a few errors and omissions type of thing brian kissel Came up with the hashtag BetTheSprolcess, wanted to make sure that he got recognition because last episode we had Bob on doing his picks, which we'll get to in a second. And I wanted to make sure Brian Kissel got the proper recognition for the hashtag. So yes, everyone, we blame him for BetTheSprolcess. And uh, Bob actually went one and one, so he wasn't bad. So he's at Mount 500, as they say. Now, also in our defense, 
when we we had to record that a little before last week's games, so we did that Sunday morning to because I wanted to make sure I had time to splice it into the Thanksgiving episode. So we did not see the Detroit Lions lay a big old goose egg last Sunday, and we did not see Houston finally beat someone besides Jacksonville when they took down New England, which Chuck loved, Roxy hated. So in his defense, we did not see those. So yesterday I kind of updated my picks, and I'm like, there's no way I'm taking Detroit. I took Houston, but so I just wanted to clear that up. So, but Bob, Mount 500, you're doing great. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us your picks. Way to go, Bob. Hey, Chuck, you remember that movie, What About Bob? <laughs> that was a good movie, right? Anyway, so speaking of movies, Chuck, we just wanted to also clear up Son-in-Law. Roxy, yes, you were born when Son-in-Law came out. Yay. So we're not- Yay. Uh, and real quick on our omissions, Chuck, I don't know, you had the list. So this was all your thing, Chuck, with the Thanksgiving Day movies. But yeah, I, I know, I, well, I know you said there was a lot of them. So maybe you just, oh, maybe it wasn't in the top 10. I don't know. But Home for the Holidays, Chuck. Great Thanksgiving Day movie. So we're getting you prepped for next year's. Do you remember yeah. that? Roxy, you've seen that, right? I have recently for the first time. It is a cute movie. Who's in that? I can't even uh, Holly Who's Hunter. Who's not in it? Yeah, right. Oh, really? Holly Hunter, and Bancroft, Steve Gutenberg, and then uh, not Johnny Depp. Who's the other guy? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. For some reason, oh. those two guys I always get mixed up. And oh, Claire Danes when she was like 14. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. She plays one uh, one of the kids. And who's the Dylan Charles? McDermott is in it. Oh yes, M- Dylan Mc. Oh she of course McDreamy for you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then Charles Durning. I adore him. What a great, what a great actor. And it's just a great movie. It takes place on Thanksgiving. It's like the, it reminds me of my crazy family. So that's why. So uh, it's still, and it's still kind of a holiday movie. So you can check it out still. Yeah. Chuck, you got to check it out. But it is the essential, the perfect. Quintessential. Thank you, Roxy. Nice. That's a good Scrabble word. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it is because it takes place on Thanksgiving Day. So it would be I can't believe we forgot that one. So that's our huge omission from last week. You two were (laughs) the audience is curious to know, how was your Thanksgiving Day? What did you do? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, it was had that underlying effect of it's not the normal Thanksgiving. You can't usually do the normal things, you know. I think everybody kind of felt that way. But, you know, the day started off like normal. We kind of started getting stuff in the kitchen, started cooking, got the game on, watched the parade, and then, you know, morphed over to the football. So, Chuck, since you brought it up, let's talk quick, real quick about the games. Uh, Detroit, at home, big disappointment. The Texans come in and blow them out, 41-25. I just, I don't know what to say about Detroit anymore. It's, how is Matt... Patricia is still the head coach. I don't get it. Yeah. The Thanksgiving games, you know, it's always Detroit. It's always Dallas. I don't know. They should just play each other instead of having ah. two separate games. And then it would be like, you, you know, You just get one game. Yeah, right. You just right. get one game and it's going to be terrible. And you- That's <laughs> Chuck. That's a great. We need to you need to put that out there because then they could just alternate home field every year. Right, because they already got to play, so it's like. I and mean, I would, guess, I'm guessing that's why they wanted to throw that third game in because it was actually something people would want to watch. Yeah. Instead, we got stuck with these two yahoos stinking up the field. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the thing I just real quick. I mean Matt Patricia, he's a defensive minded coach, and he's giving up 41 points on Thanksgiving Day. I I just don't understand. And then right. Chuck, for most of our listening audience, I think a big huge. Thanksgiving Day treat. The Washington football team goes into Dallas and crushes the Cowboys. 41-16. How much fun was that? Well, not very much because I had Dallas winning that game, but um. uh, <laughs> oh no! Okay, so, so maybe listeners don't listen to the other podcast. <laughs> um, but it was it was uh it, yeah there was it was a little bit shocking I think to say the least. But we should have. Uh, you know, I think. Well, you maybe said to it. you, Chuck. Yeah, I but... think you said it that you just don't know when these division, this division team plays each other. That the NFC least, as I'm calling it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, anything can happen. Roxy, you were talking about Alex Smith because you kind of followed him for a little bit. The quarterback, just what a great story. Oh yeah, I mean he was injured all last season, and to come back and win the Thanksgiving Day game, like how great is that? Good yeah. for him. That, that was great. Yeah. I, he's got to be the comeback feel good. story of the year. Yeah, feel good story. Is, it's cool to see how resilient people can be. And that's so, mental, too, because, you know, you take, you take a beating like that and 
oh, sure. go back in, in front of all those people coming at you. Yeah. Especially that position. Right. I mean, right? I would be like, I would be running the other way. Like It's like knowing the spotlight time. is on you. So, a lot of pressure. So, Good for him. So, Roxy, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was lovely. I did some prep work the day before. Um, I made, I baked a homemade apple pie, Ooh. homemade crust, all the things. Um, it's delicious, by the way. I've been eating it for breakfast every morning since. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I cooked my first turkey this year. And nice. I have to say, big shout out to Oz, the great and flavorful Steve Osbolt. <laughs> His brine recipe was stellar. I don't think I would have been able to make this turkey without it. Oh, I'm pretty sure I would have ended up with takeout or pizza or something if I didn't follow his recipe. So I'm so thankful for him and that recipe. Everything came out so good. That's great. Definitely setting a high standard for years to come. <laughs> oh, that's nice. great. Well, well, Roxy, we call that Littles Helping Tinies. I so love that's, that. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Uh, so how, what's, what about the leftover situation? Do you have lots of leftovers? So that's the next challenge. Is how you <laughs> yep. All the leftovers. Yep. We've yeah. got four plates, four dinner plates, uh, essentially ready to go for oh, nice. however long they last. Plus another container of extra Turkey. Wow. So we've got, we've got a lot of leftovers. All no right, grocery asked- shopping this week. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, how was your Thanksgiving? (laughs) Well, Roxy, Chuck, the one thing I have submitted to right now is I am officially old. That's all I can say. Oh, I could have said that. uh, My Thanksgiving was great all around. But the one thing I have discovered is, you know, the tradition is to get up, watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I did again. And it was a little weird this year, obviously, but I'm so happy they were able to do it. But I felt like Tony when he talks about the Grammy Awards. I really did. There was literally one person I knew when they did, the, you know, they do the opening and saying, and featuring this and oh, that, yeah. featuring this. I I didn't know any of the performers. I, I'm like, who are these people? And obviously they're geared towards <laughs> today's young crowd because that's who you want to appeal to. Chuck, Dolly Parton was the only one. That was the only person she I... She killed it too, by the way. Oh, she did kill it. She yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. But she I was did. just like, I couldn't freaking believe it. Uh, Roxy, if we may, are, are we allowed to out you? Is that allowed? Go for it. Okay. I, I, mean, I guess, yeah. The big, the big feature for me was seeing Roxy on the parade. It was so great. So I was bravo. there. Yeah. You were. I was there. And wow. you know what, listeners? I'll give you a little hint. I won't give away all my secrets, but my name is has a connection to what part of the parade I was oh. I was involved with. So so we're not going to just so, do, all right, that's great. That's great. We'll save yeah, that. Yeah, let's, maybe, make, maybe it, let's some, make it a little game. So maybe some listeners will email in. Uh, oh, I totally yeah. just got it. That was, <laughs> oh, Chuck, don't give it away. Don't it took away. me a while. <laughs> so just in case, uh, the email address is wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. Write us in. What do you think yeah. Roxy did at the parade this year? Give us your best guesses. Yeah. So this, this could be fun. So going back, you know, it's funny. I was thinking, I was actually thankful for all the DC, Maryland, East. I know it's I-95 bias, but I was so happy. I, I, I didn't really have a team in the race between the Washington football team and the Cowboys, but I knew a lot of our listeners will obviously be coming from that area. So I was just so thankful and happy that they had a big win. And speaking of that, guess what time it is, guys? What time is it? It's time to meet the Littles. And Hello! diehard Washington football team fan lined up for you. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Meet the Littles. being played in by a band based out of New York City called Bonfire Falls. This song is called Victoria. Now, Roxy, you've actually got to see Bonfire Falls perform a bunch of times, right? 
I have. I've seen them live um, here in New York City, and they're just an incredible group to watch and listen to. The lead female vocalist especially, not only does she sing, but she also plays the violin, and that's pretty amazing to see. And Victoria is actually one of my favorite songs of theirs. If you want to reach out to Bonfire Falls, you can at bonfirefalls.com, B-O-N-F-I-R-E-F-A-L-L-S.com or you can find them on iTunes. And as always, we'll play the full song Victoria at the end of the podcast. It's time to meet the Littles, and we are so excited for this guest. I can't tell you. Roxy, this is someone I had been dying to talk to for so many years. Please welcome Joey the Jammer, Joe Arrow. Welcome, Mr. Arrow, to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks oh for having God. me. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is great. I've been wanting to pick your brain for years, how it works, what you do, but but more importantly, first introduce us to you for the for the littles that don't know who you are. Oh, okay, let's see. Well, I, I guess I should start talking about when I first started listening to the show. I grew up in Baltimore, and I my first real job was at a radio station in the early 90s and um, we were I worked in the research department of 98 rock it was a it's a, it's a rock station and they're still there and I made really close friends with all of the, the higher ups and there was a thing that we did like once every couple of months we would go to Arbitron in Columbia it's where they kept all of the ratings for all of the radio shows in the area in Baltimore and DC and what we would do is try to better our station by looking at what other what other stations do. And I remember reading all the diaries of all of the listeners at those of all of the shows. And I always remember and I already knew who Tony was because I followed him from the 80s newspaper articles. So that was my question. You're from the area, right? You're from the D.C. area. I'm from Baltimore. I grew up in gotcha. Baltimore. Um, I was a Baltimore Colt fan when I was a kid. And then wow. when they left me, I, I adopted Washington because I was 13 and impressionable. And they were like the best team. And they were oh, nearby. Sure. They were yep. nearby. And I started collecting all of the Washington Post and the Washington Times articles for throughout the 80s. I have scrapbooks full. And oh, I just, I was a super fan from of Tony's column, you mean? Of Tony's column and a lot of wow. other columns. A lot of oh, other, gotcha, a gotcha. lot of other. But Tony's was like the, the main thing. And then in the 90s, like I'm, I'm off on a tangent. I was working at this, uh, the radio station, and we had so many positive reviews from the people who listened to his show. I think it was on 570 AM back in the early to mid 90s. It's WTEM, but it was 570 AM when he did like the first show when he was on, on AM radio. And I started listening to it. And he had like characters come in. It was just, it was really like from the start, I was into it. And then they even did sort of like a jingle thing then. It's not the same as it is now, but it was a little bit similar. And then I guess in the 2013 is when they started doing the contests for the, the tickets for the like the Eagles. And there was another contest and we all entered and they're like, come sing us a song, sing us a jingle song. And whoever whoever has the best mailbag song will get the tickets to the concert. So we all. Oh, I, guess see, I didn't even know they did that stuff. That's yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. This this was back in 2012, 2013. And the first person I ever heard jingle was Jerry Negrelli. And he's the one that inspired me to do it because he he had like. I think he had a song on every day back then in 2013. Wow. Okay. wow. Jerry was the man and he's still the man. He He's the one that like uh, brought all the jingle fests together. He's like the proprietor of this thing. So I'm, I'm going to just keep on pumping up Jerry because if you're, if you are into the songs, you just, if you don't know about littlesongs.net, that's where all the songs oh, are no, stored. When you go there, that's where you, <laughs> that's where you fall in love with all of these songs. Cause it goes back to when it started mm-hmm. and you know, when I get bored, like if there's nothing happening, if Tony's not like if he's taking an extended vacation, I could listen to the older songs for like an hour or two a night when I'm not working. It's uh, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he keeps it he keeps it pretty well documented. Everything is in order. It's just a wonderful place to go if you're a jingle fan of the Tony Kornheiser show. So can you tell us a little more about yourself? Let's see. I work at Sage Title. I'm an abstractor. I didn't I didn't uh, start out to do that, but I met a lady in the early 2000s when I was still working at the radio station who taught me about real estate and taught me that I would make more money doing that than working in the mm-hmm. research department of a radio station. So I ended up doing that. And ever since, like I guess 2002, 
I've been searching titles. Like it's really boring. You really don't want me to get into it. So. Okay. <laughs> well, what is, did did you go to school for music or anything like I that? I went or? to the Broadcasting Institute of Maryland after high school. Yes, and I wanted to be a DJ, and I wanted to, uh, you know, have my own like afternoon drive show. And then I only thing the only thing is I'm not really a traveler. I didn't want to go to Yankton, South Dakota, which was where my first interview was. Oh. <laughs> I really didn't want to go there, and I didn't want to locate. <laughs> So I said, I'm going to just try to find something local. And I went on an interview in Easton, which is on the eastern shore of Maryland. I didn't okay. get the gig. I also went on an interview, Savage Mountain, which is in Cumberland, or it's one of the western counties of Maryland. I can't I can't think of the county, but uh, somewhere near Frostburg, out that way. I, anyway, I never got any of those jobs. So then I just like, uh, you know, I went to work at a radio station thinking I'll just move up in the company here. And um I met a lot of like great people at 98 Rock who really helped me out and they told me what I needed to do, but at the at, it ended up where I never did what I wanted to do like get my afternoon drive show. So so here I am and I'm working for a real estate company. Well, I, I guess my question though is related to the the jingles themselves. How did how does it come to you like you have no music background at all? Or? That's really funny. You know what Robert Berg said that one time. We at our first Jingle Fest 2015 I think it was. He you know he's the best writer of the bunch. He he writes like incredible lyrics to all to any topic that Tony talks about. And I remember at the first Jingle Fest he came over at the end of the show and he's like, "How do you how do you uh think of what to write about?" And then I didn't know what to say. I mean, it was just like when we are when we're listening to the show, we all try to find a funny angle on something that he's ranting about. And and like I said, I feel like I am the least talented as far as writing lyrics as of all of these people. And I freaking reach out for help from littles that just write lyrics. That's all they do. And they send them they send them to the website and they send them to my email address. And I love it because I can I can just like sing the song. I mean, I write a lot of stuff, too. I just don't think it's that clever. <laughs> I, I, I don't post a lot on Claire's Facebook page because it's smart and funny, and I don't consider myself very smart and funny. Oh. <laughs> I bet there's littles out there that disagree with that, but yeah. fair enough. I stick, wow. I stick with the Tony Kornheiser Loyal Littles one. That's the biggest one, yeah. but, but Claire's is you have to have you have to have more of an IQ to post regularly in there. <laughs> Well, I don't post at all, so <laughs> that tells you where I'm at. But I love all the groups, and uh, it's just like I, I said, it's nice to see. I'm in all of them. Yeah, I can't not be in all of them. Yeah, me too. Me too. Roxy actually just joined a few, and she got really scared because she's like, wait, I have to answer questions? <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to be as clever as I could be, but I don't think I am. <laughs> well, if you ever talk to Robert, Ask him about how he thinks of lyrics because he's the one who writes the best lyrics, in my opinion. I think a lot of people would agree. Just just play like five of his songs off littlesongs.net and you'll see how it's done. Well, in our last episode, we did the Friday Five and one of the we did the Thanksgiving edition. And one of the questions was, I think it was something about what was your what's your favorite jingle ever? I had to say, uh, hopefully the Littles will remember this. I'm going back to I think it was 2016. It was when Tony was going through his crazy Hamilton phase, I call it. That jingle they did to the opening number of Hamilton. Incredible. I, I, it Just mind blown. Like I literally, I think I was on a run when I was listening to the podcast and I literally just had to stop. I was like, this is like beyond comprehension. You know something about that one, right? About I mean, I was, that, that is one that, I mean, I think I was involved in the email chain, but I wasn't like a part of the actual song. And yeah. I remember one year, jingle fest when everybody sang it i was like i can't they're, they're calling everybody up on stage to sing it and i'm like well i never i never participated in the actual recording so i'm just up there mouthing the words because i really didn't i mean it's like the best jingle ever done but i was like, really not involved in the production of it I mean, <laughs> I mean i was asked but for some reason i just was busy at the time and i didn't get involved in it but it was mm -hmm. it's it's the number one jingle you know what it reminded me of honestly was this is totally semi-off topic but i I went through my phase, my South Park phase. When I went to see the movie, do you remember the movie that came out? I think it was like in 2000, maybe. The full-length movie, it was out in theaters, blah, blah, blah. I literally, went, by the time I got like 25 minutes into it, and they had like songs like What Would Brian Batano Do? And all these like, <laughs> essentially they're jingles, essentially. Okay, yeah. it is original music, but you know what I'm saying. I literally was just floored. And I'm not a big South Park fan, but I, I guess I was at the time. But 
I said to myself, oh my gosh, these guys need to write a musical, like a full length musical. And hello, 15 years later or so, we have Book of Mormon. Okay. <laughs> That's how I felt when I heard this jingle. These people, I'm like, how are these people not writing a musical and making millions of dollars from a Broadway show? I mean, to me, they're that talented. It's unbelievable. Like I said, it's just my all-time favorite one. My connection with that was I was the one, I was one of the ones, it was one of my highlights of my life when I got two emails read back-to-back on the show. Mm. And it... Part of it had to do with me getting tickets for Tony for Hamilton because it was when he was couldn't get tickets, couldn't get tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we know he could have, but you know what I'm saying. There was a song called Two Tickets to Hamilton, right? And, and that was written by Bill Barto, and he lives in Columbus, Ohio. And he sent that to me right as that thing was happening, and that was hilarious. And oh my gosh, that was so so good. <laughs> Bill Bill has written a lot of songs and he's still going today. He just he he sent me a couple of ideas in the last three months and they're up there on littlesongs.net, but he's another so, one. So can you start there? Because I feel like there's other littles like myself out there that just want to know the process and like okay, so you said his name was Bill? Bill Bartow, yep. Bill Bartow. Okay. So he sends you just a like a, a, a napkin with some lyrics on it. Is that what I'm getting? What he does is he either emails me or he'll leave it on Jerry's page. There's an ideas section oh, right, right. Yes, on littlesongs.net, which contains lots of littles renderings of what their jingle might look like. And they leave it up to the person that's going to perform it. If they want to change it, they can. If they don't, do it as it is. But they they just put the idea up there and they put like lyrics and we do with it what we will. They're just hoping somebody would take it and do it. And so Bill's one of those. But then a lot of times Bill will just email email me directly and say, can you do you think you can handle this one? That's what Elliot does. Elliot Olshansky in Comac, New York. He does the same thing. Byron Cotter in London does the same thing. OK, so then what do you do from there? You you try to get the lyrics and like find like a pop song that would fit it or. No, no, no. It's, they've you. already got the lyric and the idea and the song. All they oh, want, okay. all they want is for you to actually find the instrumental version of the song if it's available. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are, but then we have musicians, actual musicians that that can help us out and perform the actual music. In that case, it's a rare time when there's not actual like instrumentals because everything is out there for karaoke versions now. Right. Sure. So like if there is a track that we can't find the karaoke version to, we'll ask one of the musicians of the group to provide us with one. Uh, John Nicewinger can do anything on piano, especially Billy Joel. And there's a lot of those that aren't available. I would text him on Facebook and say, can you give me piano to this? Jerry Negrelli's done it too. John is like the piano maestro. And he's, I mean, he's jingled stuff himself too. He's been to Jingle Fest. He's actually jingled and he just hasn't been really that involved the last few years. But he is there at the ready when anybody needs him. Just like Jason Fuse would play a guitar track for, Steve Lipton could probably play a guitar track for if he needed it because if it wasn't available. You know, it's it's amazing. You're, there's always an answer if you can't find the instrumental version. So, and, and I apologize for going step by step by step, but do you ever know, and hopefully someday I'll get to interview them, but how long does it take them? Do they ever say like, oh, I, I had this idea yesterday and here's the song and here's the lyric. I mean, to me, that's just mind blowing. But oh, yeah. And I'm yeah, guessing yeah, yeah. that the extended Hamilton one took a lot longer. Um, I mean, if you're asking me how long it takes somebody to come up with the idea and send it, that's like instantaneous. They'll just do it like right away. And then by the next day, you'll have like lyrics to something that somebody knows that somebody wrote. As far as Tony playing it, well, that takes a long time now. Yeah, right, right, wow. right. So then, so, okay, so then you get it, and then it takes you how long? Usually? We'll send it, like, when I get it, it'll take me a day or two to gotcha. get it, to, to do, like, four or five takes and get it sounding the way I want it to sound, and then I'll mm-hmm. send it in, or I'll ask, I usually let, like, those guys send it in themselves. Like Sometimes right. they say, send it however you want. Tell them I wrote it, you sang it, just send it in, but... Most of the time, I just tell them to send it in themselves and just they'll send it to Tony. This show stinks. And, um, you know, nowadays it takes like two, three weeks sometimes to get permission. But I just mean as far as the writing part, I I apologize for sounding so in awe. But Roxy can contest. There was one time I came up with, I thought, a brilliant concept for a jingle. That's my dream, by the way, just to get one jingle played at some point in my life. It took me over a month. Like to come up with the lyrics and yeah. find the music. And it was to, it was the whole during the Hamilton craze. And it was when they were at the undisclosed location. I came up with this one. We want to know the room where it happens, the room where it happens, the podcast happens, you know, that, that whole thing, <laughs> that was the whole idea. And I was clipping in 
clips of Tony talking, and you know, when he does those little things. Because at one point, I forget, I think it was Gary that said, "Oh, I love it when they do that, when they splice in Tony actually talking in the middle of them." I had it sent. It, I don't even. I think it was too long. Was part right. of the problem. Nowadays, and, uh, it has to be a minute. Yeah, a minute, a minute or under, and that's really hard. And I know that's why Robert really doesn't want to do many more because he says, "There's no Ugh. way I can get all of my thoughts in under a minute." <laughs> right. <laughs> It was so much more fun when it was a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that's – is that legal again or do we even know or is it just uh, preference of the TK show now or – No, I, I think that's what the lawyers advise them. So that's what they're sticking with and I, I wish there was a way – Jerry, Jerry's definitely tried. He's like um, – he's contacted him. He talks to Nigel more than anybody and he'll say, well, is there any chance that uh, since the show's on radio now too that – he does like uh, an edited version of the show on DC radio, like whatever you hear on the podcast. Oh, right, right. They'll do like a, I haven't ever listened to the radio version, so yeah, I don't know yeah, what it yeah, is, yeah. but something's missing off of it. I, I know that. But I was like all excited thinking that, well, since it's on the radio now, maybe that means that they can go back to the way it used to be. But it wasn't to be. It's still like the minute and the lawyers have to say, well, this song's acceptable for you to play and whatever you know it's still fun because we still get our songs played sometimes it's not like it used mm -hmm. to be but i'll take what i can get yeah absolutely you can stick around right yeah okay great uh we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and continue our conversation with joe arrow now let's have some more fun with joey the jammer all right, we are talking to Joe Arrow, a very, very loyal little, some call him a medium, and uh, we're just happy he's here with us. So you were talking about all the people that help you do your thing, essentially, and I know you wanted to expand upon that, so yeah. go ahead. There are a few more. Um, we mentioned Byron, we mentioned uh, Elliot and Bill Bardo, and Robert Skolnicki, he lives in Manitoba. Sure. He uh, He's very present on the on the ideas page he like writes like every other day he's got something up there wow. ne neil in rockville wrote trots 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 like right everybody yes. remembers that and he wrote 50 ways to cook a chicken so you know <laughs> neil doesn't sing but neil writes he's a uh, a friend of the show i guess you'd oh, say. okay he's big friends with kippy sheeman uh, a couple more that probably haven't been around for a while but i still remember them because there's songs that i love to do that i that they wrote for me that i love that uh, kyle hampton in merced california sent me one called beyond dc it was a bobby darren parody and chris robb lost in texas back in the beginning he did that it's all about rg rg3 not cousins <laughs> <laughs> and i'll never forget that one that's a great song such a great reaction anyway chris robb hope you're still out there chris <laughs> hopefully somewhere down the road we'll get them all on the show and it'd be great to talk to them yeah I'm, I'm actually looking very forward i don't care if i have to get up at 6 a.m or whatever to do our first out of the country interview that would be amazing that would be cool and uh so let me let me just say that i'm glad you guys are doing this because there's not enough tk stuff out there this has to be uh this is something that was it's going to be well received and it's good that you're that you're oh. taking it on we're nice. so glad to hear that. So, I mean, the community so, far, so far, so good. The community, <laughs> the community is incredible. I mean, yeah, can't say enough. They're they're gonna love this stuff. So far, there's the response has been really, really great, really positive, and it's awesome. I yeah. everyone seems like such great people. You know, they are just uh, the things that you all do. You know, for humanity, it's just it's really. You don't Special. even. You, you, I don't. You don't even know the half of it. Like I, I've been going through some personal stuff lately, and uh, mm -hmm. just just reaching out to some of these people who most of them I've never even met. They totally changed my outlook about everything. It's incredible yeah. the friends that you make yeah. just by like uh, joining like the the Facebook pages. I mean, I'm not a big Twitter person, but I um Me neither. Yeah. I do a, I do the Facebook thing a lot, and I go on there and read what everybody says, and I always comment on the Daily Show stuff. Mm -hmm. those people i don't think there's it's you can't say enough you can't say enough good things about littles yeah you know it's funny i was talking to claire actually off air and i told her this story i, I won't go too in depth of the story it has to do with softball <laughs> but uh i actually it, here in new york city play softball with ian Kahn. 
because he must have some great stories from doing all the sit-ins in the studio with them. Oh my goodness. And I had this whole thing set up. He doesn't even know this, but I was hoping we were going to play the team in like a playoff game and I'm catching and he comes up to bat and right as the pitch is coming in, I was going to give him a good lush cheesery and just make him get <laughs> off his game. I thought that'd be excellent. But I was standing there one day and I talked to him. Is I actually asked him, I said, do you think he knows? And he goes, he looked at me, he goes, you mean Tony? And I went, yeah. Do you think he knows what he has created with us littles? And he, you know, and he, he actually took a breath and he sighed. He goes, you know, he goes, I don't think he did, but I think he's now starting to. And this was about, I want to say about five or six, uh, I'd say more like four or five years ago. I'm just, I hope he does because he, and and of course people, most people are like, he must know, right? I don't know. I won't go into it now because this is your interview. And I know even Claire said, she's like, well, we got to get to know you too. But my one time finally getting to meet him was everything I hoped it would be. Mm -hmm. And I, I just hope he knows. That's kind of where I, I know he'll probably never listen to these, you know, unfortunately, but that's okay. These are for us. And I just hope he knows. That's all I can say. I don't know how else to word it. You're absolutely right. He brings so many wonderful people together. And without him, this would never have happened. That's true. Yeah. Are you going to ask me the Uranus question or what? <laughs> oh, you do want to know that. Okay. Well, all right. I sit here with my <laughs> checklist. Hey, right. is this for Claire? This is you're for Claire. Always, <laughs> it's always funny. It's never not funny. It's never not <laughs> Thank funny. You. Sorry, Claire. It's never not funny. <laughs> Claire, yes, and I are, I Claire and I are pals. We hang out at karaoke bars all the time when she's oh in town. She knows my, she knows my feelings about it. Okay, well, here's our issue. Okay, seriously. <laughs> we're more than happy to do it. Here's our issue, because we were just having a little off air after dinner before we came on with you. Production yeah. meetings. Production meetings. And our biggest fear, and well, I'm asking your opinion, honestly. Our biggest fear is like if we were gonna if we ask like the toilet paper question, every episode people are gonna get. Oh, yeah, I have that. I'm gonna answer that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I mean, but seriously, for a second though, as a listener, you listen to today, and I know we're only one episode in, so it's not much to go on. Right. But if every episode Every little came on telling their version of the toilet paper and you're I mean, wouldn't as a listener that annoy you or would that be okay with you? No, I think it's like uh, some people like the basketball picks in March and some people hate it. It's just one way or the other. You're gonna... <laughs> oh, yeah, true. You know, I love the pictures. I, I do too. I, I, I don't like Look. it that, well, we didn't have any picks this year, but when they were talking about not doing pictures, like, what? You can't not, not have right. pictures. I'm like, that's, and that's my point. I was like, and the thing that irritates me, even about the golf talk, are you a golf talk person or not? I could go either way. I'm not going to fast forward through it, but it's not, it's not something that I'm looking forward to, but I'm not going to fast forward through it. Right. Me either. So my point is like, but you, you have that option. Just fast forward. Or it's the same thing with the Facebook group pages. I'm like, just scroll by, Mm -hmm. just scroll. If you don't like the Uranus jokes, just scroll by. What's the big deal? I don't know. That's my personal (laughs) All right. So what we like to do now is we have some fun questions and well, one of the, it's not so much fun, but you know, we are obsessed with a sports talk radio show. Do you have a favorite sport? Everybody knows it's the NFL with me. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, some don't. So that's I mean, great. I'm, an, I'm, an Ori- I'm an Orioles fan, but you know, the Orioles Ooh. have been, the O's have been bad for quite a while. Although we had a spurt under, uh, under Buck, but you know, that's you gone. Did. I, I oh. really, I wish Chuck could have been here with us tonight because he's a diehard Orioles fan. So yeah, well, we're, yeah. we're we are rebuilding and things are getting things are going to be better soon. But um, I'm always football first because it's like the it's like the most passionate sport. Obviously, the Washington football team is your is that what we're, they're called now? Yeah, we're the WFT. We're terrible, and they've been terrible mm. since Dan Snyder took over. But I'm I'll never, you know, it's it's funny because the stuff that's happened in the last year with uh, cheerleader things and the ladies and mm. the it made me seriously consider just getting just dropping them. I mean, but I can't like root for the Ravens. I mean, I've never given any heart and soul to them, even though they're from my hometown. I wish them well, but I'm when you're 13 and you have a team and you have them the rest of your life you can't switch it i'll never i'll never switch it no matter what well look you're you're talking to someone who knows now luckily in the last well it's been over a decade now i i'm a i'm a diehard new orleans saints fan right Uh, and it all goes back to morton anderson because when i wanted to play in high school and my dad wouldn't let me because i was a you know musician and and uh, he's like no you're gonna get hurt he's like but if you want to kick you can kick and i'm like oh come on dad that's embarrassing you know (laughs) they don't even kick in high school (laughs) so uh but so i didn't play 
And uh, but it made me go out and look. And this is pre Google, pre Internet, even, you know, just who who's the greatest kicker in the NFL? And it happened to be Morton Anderson at the time. And he played for the same. Well, I should say he played for the Aints. And I still wear a ruddy old, dirty Saints hat. So people still know that I, I was an Aints fan long before I was a Saints fan, because right. I could go around with the Super Bowl hat. We did get one. But I totally understand what you're saying. You got to you stick with your team no matter what. Yeah. You're thick and yep. thin. So have you ever done a Friday five for Claire? I'm glad you brought that up. Um, that's one of the reasons why, like, like uh, I don't post a lot. Like I said earlier, on Claire's on her on her page, I read everything. I love the Friday Fives. I read them all, and sometimes I'll answer them. But the thing is, I don't think I can think of any questions that probably haven't been thought of already, or that are right. that funny, that sure. are that clever. <laughs> And I'm scared to do it because (laughs) you'll be ripped apart by people like Hampton Nager or uh, Mike from Burke, Virginia. I'm afraid. (laughs) Well, did you see Eric? I I, I hope I'm saying his name right. Londergan. Londergan. Londergan a few weeks ago. Did you see his Friday Five with those drawings that he created, those doodles, cartoon doodles? Uh, I remember looking at it. Oh, my God. So incredible. You know, that, that I think someone even commented, the, the person who did it the week before, they said, thank you for not making me go after that guy. <laughs> yeah, see, see, that's <laughs> because... what I mean. That's what I mean right there. You can't, <laughs> it's so, you know, you don't want to look like a fool. Right. <laughs> Those guys are so. <laughs> they set the bar. That's well, their, little... that, that is their genre right there. I don't want to, I don't want to try. I don't want <laughs> Okay, well, let me just tell you something. On behalf of other littles who have aspirations of writing jingles, or I shouldn't say writing jingles, performing jingles, you're you're that guy. I'm telling you. I know it's not just you. There's so you know, many listen, of you out there. I, I, what I want to do, whenever I'm around all these jinglers, especially like Jingle Fest, I want to take guitar lessons. I'm so freaking hyped up about that because I'm, I'm jealous of these guys in our crew that can play guitar and sing and write. They do everything, you know, and I want to mm-hmm. and I be able to do that. I told my daughter the other day, she's taken guitar lessons for the last three years and she can play. She can play stuff and, and I'm jealous of her. And she's like, Dad, I'll teach you how to do it. I'm like, okay, Mackie, you can teach me how to do it, but I'm going to need more. I'm going to need more. So that's like my goal of this coming year is to learn how to play guitar. Maybe Steve Lipton can give me some lessons too. But I want to play guitar and sing the song. That's what that's what my goal is now. Wow, that's great. You're killing me with all these name drops because I know all these people. I know of all these people. And you actually know these people. And that's the, the true reason I, I wanted to do this podcast because I, I hear about them all the time and I, I just at least put a voice with the name. Not a know? bad and not a bad one in the bunch. Yeah, yeah. right? I, I can't thank you enough for coming on and taking the time. Wait a minute. Aren't you going to ask me about the toilet paper question? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're, you know, we don't want to overkill it, but if you want to, you know, um, give up the information, that would be good. I heard what Claire said. And I'm shocked because I know she's a cat person and she's, she even talked about how her cats never did that. But uh-huh. it's I take the under. I mean, I'm like Chuck. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, you're under? I'm taking I'm taking the under. It's always Yo, been you're under. Our first Amazing. under. This is so great. <laughs> you remember the song Hallelujah? There's been like twelve jingles to that, but I think my last one was Chuck takes the under. <laughs> anyway, it's it's out there somewhere. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I oh, just everyone wow. has such a strong opinion about it. And I said this <laughs> I think at the end of of Claire's session like it's so funny. It's a it's such a simple and somewhat silly question but people take it really seriously. <laughs> <laughs> last time I last time one of the last times I was at Chatter I went down to the men's room just to see and I went I, <laughs> You're killing me. I swear to God, I went in both I went in both stalls and one was under and one was over. So oh it, goes, it goes either way. So that's for yeah. Would been hilarious. What would have been hilarious if there were signs on the door that just said over under. Over under. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so funny. This is great. I mean, I that just it. made me so sad because I n- unfortunately never got to chatter. Oh. I would leave my house at 5.30 a.m. to make sure I got there before. I mean, they didn't start really recording until like 7.30, quarter to 8. But wow. you wanted to get a good seat up near where Tony was looking over. Yeah, so you could right. see. 
Well, like I said, I, this is from the bottom of my heart. I hope he knows. I, I do. I just hope he knows. It brought us together, and I appreciate it, and I can't thank you enough. Oh, before, do you, what do you, do you want to plug anything? Yes, what do you, I do. Yes, Absolutely. please do. Please do. During this time, I, I think it's probably going to get bad again before it gets better. Back in April, I did this long, I guess it's you can call it a podcast. I don't know what to call it, but it's uh, oh. it's on podbean.com. P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. It's still there. I checked on it today. And it's called, you can search it under Jingleosity, J-I-N-G-L-E-O-S-I-T-Y. And it's just a pod for loyal littles. It's called Jingle Pandemia. And it's about four and a half hours long. And we have interviews with many of the jinglers and many of the show regulars. Uh, Gary Braun is on there. We we have celebrity guests on there. Kip Sheeman shows up during the show. Oh um, Brian Arakpo, he's on the show. All of these people, my main goal was just to have them introduce one of their favorite jingles. And that's pretty much what we do for four and a half hours. And it's there. I checked on it today. So if you're in the, I want to hear jingles and I want to hear littles and regulars and bigs introducing those jingles, podbean.com search jingleosity okay way to bury the lead that's all i'm gonna say on that <laughs> i mean my, my jaw's still on the ground here that's crazy how did i mean you got bigs on a podcast before i did that's for sure so congratulations it was a, oh my gosh it was a desperate time we were true. we were in the house and we couldn't go out mm-hmm. there was nothing to do yeah very yeah. true I couldn't get Nigel, though, and I emailed him over and over, and he never, ever, ever responded. I guess he was too busy, but I never – and I really wanted Nigel. He is very busy. He yes. – like I said, I was so grateful for him to even return my email about right. the podcast, and I can't thank him enough for that. Well, that's great. So uh, are any other Twitter or Facebook page? Uh, I'm not really an active Twitter person, but I do check it out every now and then, and I'm at Joey the Jammer. Tony, for some reason – I never I never told him to like call me Joey the Jammer, but that's what <laughs> – that's what it says on, uh, I guess that's my handle on littlesongs.net, maybe, Joey the Jammer. But that's my Twitter handle, too. So gotcha. everybody everybody knows the TK Facebook pages, and I'm just Joe Arrow on there. So And that's but, usually where we reach out to everyone. Yep. If you wanna. Well, Joe, again, thank you so much for coming on. You're very welcome. Anytime. Have me back, please. All right. We'll take another quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. How much fun was that? Roxy, I felt so bad because I was just in awe during that whole interview. How much fun was that, Roxy? It was so fun. It's so interesting to hear about different people's processes. Processes? I don't know. <laughs> How's what that for a Scrabble word, uh, Chuck? I don't know which is correct. Quintessential is still the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big winner. Q. It's time to get a Q. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, I just, I think it's so, I love hearing people's stories and how they, you know, especially creative people, how they, how they work, how their process works right. and, you know, what they do. It's, it's so fascinating to me and what a great guy. Yeah. And Chuck, you don't really know much about the jingles, but I, I play them for Roxy all the time. They're just brilliant. And so I can't thank Joe enough for coming on. What a great interview. So next, what we did last week, we had some fun with this. First of all, I need to reiterate, Mike Mackler, you are a freaking genius. The Friday Five that came out this week was To the Tune of Black Friday by Steely Dan. Chuck, you know that tune? Absolutely. Yeah. Black Friday, come. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big Steely fan, so I mean, it goes oh, back great. from high school, so that's well, a long time. <laughs> well, we're excited, Chuck, because you weren't with us last week when we did the uh, Friday Five, so we have a little more help this week. We're going to run through them real quick. Chuck, what was your first auto? My very first car was a 1982 Honda Accord brown four-door. Whoa. Chuck, um, careful. You're showing your age. I didn't ask you what the year it was. But. Well, I remember this thing. <laughs> and it was actually probably one of the better cars. I've, ha- I've owned like three Hondas since then. I mean, they're just like for low maintenance. That's the way to go. Anyway, I got it from my dad. He was moving on to like, he was probably going through a midlife crisis or something and bought this like Saab sports car. So I got this from him and drove it all through from when I was like 16 and a half when I got it. So, and then the, through, through high school. So it was, it worked good. I could fit all my buddies in there. 
I mean, it wasn't anything flashy. Believe me, I wanted the MG convertible and all of that, but I got I got stuck with the brown onto a cord. Uh, I hear you. Mine <laughs> was good. In, in hindsight, it worked out just fine. Oh, that's great. <laughs> mine was pretty much the same thing. A hand-me-down, obviously, and I there were so many. I think it was just a, a Chevy Blazer. That was like my first. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was good for me being a drummer, so I had lots of space to put my drums in the back, so that was great yeah, and yeah. get around town. All right, Roxy, show your age. What was your first auto? I've actually never had one. <laughs> but yes, oh, perfectly honest. Hey. But for the record, she is old enough to drive and does yes, have a I license. Am. I do have so. my license. I actually just switched it, did a, a license date change from oh. Connecticut to New York. Oh, so I am officially right. a New York resident. Nice. Wow. Well, congratulations. She, the 212. Uh, the 212. Yep. That's right. <laughs> or as I like to say, the 917 now. All right, Chuck. Here's a good one, I think, for you, because I know your fandom of all your sports teams. What's your favorite sports piece of all time? My favorite sports piece would have to be Cal Rip, uh, uh, Ripken Jr. broke yeah. Lou Gehrig's consecutive game streak. That's a good one, Chuck. Um, and I've got just un, probably any any periodical that had a story about it. I'm sure I bought it, and I've got them somewhere. I mean, we're talking 25 years ago, so yeah, time has, has gone by a little bit. So, but it was Chuck. It was quite dramatic. Uh, if I remember, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you told me about an incident where you got hit by a car once. What? Now, thankfully, I know you weren't hurt, Chuck, but can you, what, what was that again? Okay, so I, I was living in Baltimore, and I was at the pro shop at Camden Yards at Royal Park. So I'm in there, I'm looking around at, at something to buy, you know. So I get, I get my shirt or hat or whatever I bought, and I'm walking out of there across the parking lot back to my car, and there is a little pedestrian crossing and this SUV is cruising down towards me and doesn't really probably notice that there's somebody walking. I just kind of sat, I just kind of froze, not sure if I should back up or Darren headlights. Let this guy go or run. <laughs> oh, and no. lo and behold, I look up and into the windshield and there's those steel blue eyes of Cal Ripken driving behind the window. <laughs> now, Cal Ripken Jr., you mean, right? Cal Ripken Jr., yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And he Whoa. Had been, I, I guess he was on his phone or something. Or he was doing something. He was oh. distracted. And <laughs> don't so, text and drive. Um, right? <laughs> Hashtag don't text and drive. And so he looked up and kind of gave me the wave, like, sorry. And I just probably started drooling and <laughs> like <laughs> ran. I just ran away. And you're, you're, it you're... was a little. It was a little weird. So he didn't actually clip me or anything but oh, it was okay, okay i wasn't really sure like yeah it was cl it was close for comfort and it was a little uncomfortable for both of us <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious <laughs> that's great so let's move on to the next question roxy why don't we uh, let you take this one what's your favorite instrumental break it can be anything pop rock jazz anything what's your favorite oh. instrumental break of a song well i would have to say one of you know we're getting into the christmas season the holiday season and one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time is Irving Berlin's White Christmas. And my absolute favorite dance number from that movie is the best things happen while you're dancing. And uh. me being a dancer, I, I just, I love that number so much. Um, and their, their dance break is just one of the most beautiful dance breaks I've ever seen. So yeah, I would that. say that, that music in that moment would be my top. Especially this I, time of year. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> right now you've now you've totally confused the audience, Roxy, because you're uh, either an oh, old soul or that's old school. Old Love soul. it, but that is I it's a great holiday soul. movie. It's a great holiday movie. I and, got one. Uh, oh, you Chuck? Yeah, I got one. This this one, my I'm curious to see if if, if anybody agrees with me. But so Michael Jackson's "Beat It," you Ooh, know, the big yes, that guitar slash. solo. So yes. is pretty iconic. So I wonder if uh, anybody will throw that in the in the oh, mix that, of their, that is, their that vote. I mean, that's shot. a little old school too, but well, that's all right. Um, it's not that old school, Chuck. I'm, and, I'm, uh, a, I'm a Michael J. fan for sure. I'm more of a preference of the Weird Al Yankovic "Eat It" guitar <laughs> solo, but Chuck. other than that, <laughs> here's the next one. Are you shopping on Black Friday? As we know, Mr. Tony didn't this year, but he usually does, and it's always a fun story. So I'm gonna miss that, but. uh, Either you shopping on Black Friday this year? 
Hell no. I never go on Black Friday. <laughs> that's, that's suicide. Are you talking about like going out at three in the morning and waiting in line? Well, like, just in general, whenever. Best yeah. Buy for a TV that's going to sell out before you even get there. <laughs> Does that sound scroogey? No. no, I'm with you. I'm always not. afraid. I'm always afraid if I go out, I'm going to get trampled over and die. Yes. So, yeah. I'm a little scared of Black Friday this, this year, to be honest. I hope people are being safe when they're standing in line. And right? Crowding and stampeding the doors as soon as they open. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never, that's never appealed to me. I don't think there's anything that I want that bad that I need to save like 50 bucks just right. by waiting in line for five hours. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. I've never been a big Black Friday person myself. So, uh, but if you do shop out there at Littles, please be safe. So, and let's wrap this up Friday Five. The last one is what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Ooh, that's mm. a good one. It was gravy count. <laughs> I, I, I mean, a, do you just I'm going sit with gravy? Chuck, I'm with you actually. No, that doesn't, you put gravy on top of things, but Chuck, unless you sit there Everything. with a gravy dish and just eat it like it's soup, is that what you're saying? No, I don't go that far, but pretty close. <laughs> I mean, I put, so I make my plate, right? You know, you got to kind of position everything. So in the middle, you know, you get your potatoes or something or your whatever you're going to initially put gravy on. And then you put so much gravy that it overflows onto everything else on your plate, you know, mm-hmm. kind of makes a little moat. So, I mean, I'm gravy on everything. I'm right with you, Chuck. Every- what about you, Roxy? I am not. I am not. <laughs> This could be our new. This could be our new over under topic: yeah. gravy or no gravy. No, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, Roxy. No, I. You know, with gravy, I just like a little like drizzle on my turkey, not touching anything else. But oh. I would say, at least this year, my favorite side dish was the candied sweet potatoes I made with the um, the marshmallows on top. That came out so oh. good. I love the recipe I used. I think it's definitely a keeper. It it was just it was so good. Okay, mm-hmm. well I'm gonna end this Excellent. by being I'm gonna end this by being completely boring and just say mine is usually just mashed potatoes. But Chuck, I'm with you. Has to be completely doused in gravy. So brown or white? I go Chuck. I go brown, but I don't discriminate. I like all kinds of gravy. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so again, thank you, Mike Mackler. That was fantastic, Joe Arrow. I totally get what you mean now. I myself as well am not nearly smart or funny enough to do these Friday fives. Just a quick reminder, Scott Moffitt. I hope I'm I hope I'm saying that name right. You are the next December 4th Friday five. So we are looking really forward to that. Chuck, are you a big reality TV watcher at all? I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of watching those. I I have been turned on to some of the reality baking shows. Um, gotcha gotcha and i get kind of sucked into those but (laughs) well we're going to talk about that roxy you're watching the amazing race this season right i am i'm so excited about that because there is no survivor and it's killing me roxy you're a big survivor too right i am yeah chuck do you watch survivor uh not in many years what year are they on like 50 or something 40 no they just completed season 40 yeah so they're they're trying to get 41 out but it's crazy. Well, but 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 Chuck, you know they do two seasons a year, so it's only been twenty years. But still, that's that's crazy. That's a lot of survivors. But, but the Amazing Race actually had one filmed. I believe it was filmed in two thousand eighteen. So luckily, they kept it in the can, as they say. And so now they just released it, so that we'd have something to watch. Yeah. And uh, this year, Gary Barndage and D'Angelo Williams are on that show. Chuck, do you remember who they are? Yeah, D'Angelo Williams. He's a football player, right? Yeah. They well, yeah, they both yeah. played Carolina. for Carolina. Yeah, they both very good, Chuck. You win. <laughs> and actually, they have. I, I hope this isn't a spoiler alert, but they've made it to the final five. So I apologize if you haven't watched this last week's episode yet. But they're they're doing great, and it's just so fun to see you know sports guys. I love it. Roxy, you were fair watching what to have a sports guys doing a race. You have to watch the show because it's it's a lot. It's not just physical stuff. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of like puzzles. And okay. a lot of mental things. So And you're traveling I, the world. If you get stuck in a cab or something that the driver doesn't know where they're going, but you're technically a good competitor, that could set you back a lot. And it, yeah, it doesn't matter how good of an you athlete know? you are. So yeah, yeah, there's all these other little things. And uh, uh, real quick, we just did want to make note that Charles Oakley, Chuck, you obviously know Charles Oakley. 
Oh, sure. I mean, he, Roxy, he was on Dancing in the Stars this year, right? He was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he Long didn't do well. Ago. No. He didn't do well, but I mean, he, he made it like, what, the first two rounds or something like I, that? Yeah, yeah. They didn't, yeah. yeah, yeah. But just the <laughs> fact that he went on that show, I mean, it was so great to see him. It, it really was. Yeah, you know, I really think it's difficult for basketball players. You know, I don't want to stereotype them, but so many of them are super, super tall people. And, you know, to partner them with these professional dancers, you know, they could be partnered with the tallest professional dancer that the show has, but yet there is still such a huge height difference. It makes it difficult to do the moves, you know? Being a dancer myself, I get it. But good for him for (laughs) stepping out of his comfort zone a little bit and just having some fun those first two weeks, you know? Yeah. Before we go, I did want to say a quick happy birthday shout out to the Grand Old Opry. It was founded by George DeHay as a one-hour radio show, Barn Dance, on WSM. It's currently owned and operated by Opry Entertainment, which is a division of Ryman Hospitality Properties, Inc. It is the longest-running radio broadcast in U.S. history, dedicated to honoring music and its history. The Opry showcases a mix of famous singers and contemporary chart toppers performing country, bluegrass, American folk, and gospel music, as well as comedic performances and skits, just like, you know, Hee Haw was. So, so anyway, we wanted to say a big, big shout out to the Grand Old Opry. Happy birthday. Happy and birthday. Here's, here's to, you know, many, many more. 95th anniversary. That's amazing. Wow. What, what a great run. We hope yeah. they stay there forever. So that's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate all you loyal listeners. If you want to get in touch with us, Roxy, what's the email address? WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. As always, don't forget, you can hear us on all listening platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, all of those. Remember, if you listen on iTunes, to rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, everyone, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. See ya. Are you going to ask me the Uranus question or what?
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. Oh, yeah.